0: What do you see? I see an edition of the Hollywood Hills podcast where the, sh- the fucking shit, this sh- the shitty, sorry, city <laughs> of Chicago is very not miserable right now. I'm the rock star, the renaissance man, the Crusoe, and I'm joined by the divine voice himself, Henron. What the fuck just happened?
1: I I guess they did it, man. Um, we had the return of Chick Magnet, Chicago made CM Punk himself, uh, what's his name? Phil Brooks? Really? He's back, I guess. And it's real for
0: once. Like, I don't even know. First off, regardless of how you feel about this whole situation and him, um, Mega props to WWE because there was zero fucking leaks about this. Like, no one. And, like, I, to the point where I feel like most of the leaks generally come from Fightful. And, I mean, obviously, Observer still has some these days. But I'd say that's where a lot of the, like, early leaks come from. Yeah. And i I don't like if they if they knew about this, they would have leaked it. You know what I mean like they wouldn't have held this back. this would have been the biggest fucking breaking story in in history, uh, not in history but honestly, it kind of feels like it, doesn't it?
1: In recent WWE history, yes. With how big and quote-unquote impactful this individual is to the company, from the company he just left, from the drama that's been going on everywhere, from the talks, we should have known this was going to happen. But WWE doesn't do this. They don't make the hometown happy. they never give you what you want. It's always just guess and
0: speculations, and they pulled the trigger today. Wow. They did, and the way they built it up with like the whole angle of Randy's not here, Randy's not here, and every every time that happened throughout the night, there were CM Punk chants, you know. And I was kind of, I was getting tired of it. I mean, before we got a CM Punk chant, I was tired of the CM Punk chants. <laughs> just let's just say that. But like they they teased it so hard, and like I said to you early on, like they know what they're doing here, and like for them to not i i I legitimately did not think that he was coming back. I really didn't. So for them to like pull this and for them to tease that that way, I thought was like I don't know if I want to say bad taste, but i I felt like it was you know, they were they were trolling us. you know what I mean? Turns out they fucking weren't. They were like reverse trolling us yeah, i they they got me. They probably got a lot of people,
1: man, like what i, I like my notes i said well i guess this happened and then that opens the floodgates of what the hell do we do with this guy from here we talk about potential matches and things with other people that we want to see and now he's in the picture what brand is he even gonna touch because that's you know an hour talking depending on the brand like
0: it's just crazy I feel like SmackDown because I feel like Randy Orton's going to end up on Raw. And like that, that alone is crazy. The fact that you have two people that quite honestly, like, again, I'm not a big CM Punk fan, it, but I'm, I'm willing to, um, I, I guess I kind of have to be, I'm willing to give him a, a shot here. You know what I mean? Like, and Randy Orton and CM Punk coming back, but bo- those are both guys that. Are legitimate like world title threats and you just brought two into the picture at the same time. And
1: if like I you know, you mentioned Raw, that that's a that'd be a good fit for Randy. I'd like to see him up there as well. But with how stale kind of the quote unquote undisputed universal heavyweight world double double champion division, like there's no competition. Like as Roman
0: Reigns Oh my god. We- we, like, we know it it's of so like one of the other no it's it's smackdown and it's roman because we've been seeing all along so like we we've seen these reports of and everybody's had these of you know uh, WWE is not expected to run back LA Knight and Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble they've got other plans for Roman well the other plans just walked in the fucking door yeah man
1: and Just on the mic, I think pairing either Roman and Randy or Roman and Punk is going to be crazy. I think that, I don't know about in the ring, because honestly, Roman matches be meh, and we already know what we can expect from all these individuals. Obviously, they can build up some near falls and crap, but I feel like it's the out of the ring stuff that I'm actually more excited for, especially with CM Punk being back. I've never, I wasn't, super hype back in the Ring of Honor days. I, I didn't catch all that. So his in-ring performances have kind of been mid to me. But, you know, what he does outside of the ring, on the mic, not backstage, I've been more of a fan of.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he has cut some nice promos, and he can go at people on the mic. Um, Man, I... It's been a while since, wrestling-wise, I've had my mind blown this much and uh and it happened (laughs) yeah
1: i agree honestly when they played the music i still wasn't expecting him to walk out i thought they were just gonna play the music just to just to appease the crowd i was like this i still didn't believe they were gonna have this guy walk out here but he walked out here new haircut different white t-shirt I mean, you you probably could have did something different,
0: homeboy. But you know. I, I liked uh, I liked the haircut, to be honest. Um, and uh, you know, earlier in the day, I saw some rando on Twitter say like, "Oh, you know, don't have CM Punk come back." But what they should do is, as the show goes off the air, give give the static. You know what I mean? Like the CM Punk static thing, and then tease it until Rumble. And I was like, okay if you want to milk the living shit out of this, that would actually be a pretty decent way to do it. So, like, I thought maybe if there was a possibility we could go that route because we all know WWE likes to milk shit for, like, two years longer than it should be. Um, But no. And... I mean, now looking back at it, all this like we've said, all the signs were there. All the things that were leading people to be like, CM Punk's coming back. The, the remaster of the song. We 100% now know that that's why the fucking remaster of the song happened. You know what I mean? Like, now it's like, looking back, it's like, all the signs were there. Why didn't we listen? The only thing, the only reason we didn't listen is because all the reports were saying, no, 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 na-na, na-na, nah, nah. nah. this thing happened. And actually, you know what? There's probably one of the first feuds right there, CM Punk LA Knight. They can fucking go at it on the microphone. That would be pretty fun. Yeah.
1: You know, um, I... So speaking of milking things out, after this, there are no more pay-per-views for the rest of the year, or PLEs, I should say, as far as main roster goes. I believe the next one we have is January 27th, which is the Royal Rumble. So that is two months of just... TV. So whatever is gonna happen, it's gonna be milked, right? It's gonna get milked. So I, I we're not gonna see CM Punk, Randy Orton, and any type of Roman Reigns stuff right now, because I don't think they're gonna do eight weeks of talking. It might be like a four to six week type of deal. But I'm I'm interested to see who they give them first, because obviously they're gonna walk up, they're gonna talk, they're I'm back, and they're gonna hype the crowd. But who's gonna be with them first? Is it gonna be Austin Theory and Grayson Waller? Is it yes. gonna be? So that you know? is my prediction
0: because I actually just opened Twitter, and one of the first tweets I see is Grayson Waller tweeting, "I told all you idiots he was coming back." So. I mean we've seen all these Grayson Waller like little nods to CM Punk or you know what I mean like the weird references he's done and the things that he said like when he was on commentary and stuff like that so I actually feel like yes that's probably the first people that he'll end up being friends with and that would tell me that he's going to be a heel at first
1: yeah maybe and what what I hope is we get another grayson waller effect and hopefully this one gets 150 million hits so they could be the 150 million hit men and we could change the tag team name
0: (laughs) yeah man wow well we did just have a entire five match ple which by the way i loved this ple for the fact that it was five matches um Matches got some good run time. Some of the ones were as short as they needed to be. Some of them were actually not as long as they should have been, in, in my opinion. But it was a relatively short PoE. I think we uh, ran like, what, three and a half hours, three hours, 45 minutes? Somewhere. No, 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 less than that. We ran like two hours of 45 minutes, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started at seven clean, and it just ended, you know, just
0: under three hours. So I can get into this this kind of ple man like uh, I I felt like this is how they should be. I thought opening up with the women's war games was phenomenal. Um, so let's let's hit that one. I actually felt for me personally that was match of the night. I had so much fucking fun watching that match. You? Yeah, I, I love the match. It was very
1: fun, and it's it's hard because. The ending of that men's match is what said like literally all of my notes like towards the end are all in caps because that is when I was most excited during the show. I'd say overall, the women's match was a better match. I I will say that.
0: I So like my favorite, favorite spot of the night was the pop up insane elbow that EO and Kyrie hit. And I'm like, yo, if they tag together, I need more of this just just the
1: small things like that that was that was so nice right there and we never and did somebody get like we saw shotzi was kind of messed up. she was bleeding. Um, Becky was kind of messed up. she was bleeding. Um, Charlotte and Bianca looked fine. Io and Kyrie looked okay. I, I didn't necessarily see them reeling. Bailey looked okay. I saw a bunch of it looked like blood on the floor, but it might have just been missed that Oscar was unable to spit out, but it looked like somebody got messed up and I didn't see Oscar like towards the end of that match. you know, did you catch anything like that?
0: So I, I don't know what was up with Asuka's mist, but both mists, like, it, it had to be the mist itself because the first mist, she was straight up spitting chunks into Shotzi's face. <laughs> and then the second mist, like, it misted it a little bit and then it just dribbled out of her mouth after that. I feel like the mist was probably too th- too thick or something that it just didn't, like, mist well. So I, I if it was... So, from the majority of the perspective, it would have been the left ring, the one closest to the yeah. entrance ramp, and, like, right in the middle of the ring. Is that where you saw it? Exactly, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's where, like, the second mist spot happened, and I'm pretty sure that was, like, mist that just, like, dribbled out of Asuka's mouth. And then it could also been some of, the, like, the fire extinguisher residue or something, I suppose. Yeah, there was there was missed timing there because she clearly was
1: supposed to get caught with the fire extinguisher as she was misting and there was kind of an awkward pause before the fire extinguisher came which which was nice for Bianca to quote unquote get her revenge um there was so many nice little small things you know I don't like I don't know if shotzi has ever gotten her revenge on Bailey because they were like going into a rowdy beef and they had a little bit of a it little you know a little bit of a tiffy um when Shotzi was able to get in there. What I disliked the most about this match was the crowd like i i love I love the crowd. I love that you're hype. I love that you're excited, but enjoy the match, right? We're in a steel cage where these women are beating the hell out of each other. We don't always need tables. We got one table spot. Like was, did it really make the match? Like we didn't necessarily, I mean, and and it made the ending, right? But like, we didn't need to chant for it the entire time. We didn't need to boo the women every time they didn't pull a table outside from under the ring. That's a bit much.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The table chants were rough in, in that one. Um, we didn't get them in the men's one, but I know you're you're a massive fan of table chants. There were mega table chants the whole time in the women's one, and I was like, okay, I'm kind of over this.
1: I forget who was going underneath the table, right, or underneath the ring, but they went under the ring, and then the crowd starts cheering. All right, Kyrie. And then the crowd starts cheering, then they come out and they don't have a table, so they boo. And then they went back under the ring, and then the crowd starts cheering, and then they come out, and they don't have a table, and the crowd starts
0: to boo. Yeah, and that was I, the kendo sticks. Like, she went down, got two kendo sticks, and they got booed, and then she tossed them in the ring. She went back under, got out two more kendo sticks, booed, and then finally got the table, and the crowd popped.
1: Yeah, the crowd went great. You, you, I think they went more crazy for the table than they did, like, CM Punk and Randy Orton. I, like, I,
0: That's legitimately, I feel, there was a bigger pop for that table like 100% uh, uh, ooh honestly like the the CM Punk pop might be up there with the biggest pop I've ever seen like I I still kind of have goosebumps from it to be honest with you like that that's why I'm willing to give it a shot because I was like oh my god like there's just so much energy to this that I'm just like I'll give it a shot but, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. The table pop was huge, and then the pop for the the I I almost teared up a little bit when when Becky and Charlotte hugged it out in the middle of the match.
1: We knew they were gonna hug. I like I saw that shit. And I was like, man, I knew they were gonna. Oh no,
0: we're we I thought it was anymore. gonna be a pinky what? promise.
1: Now they had to do the big hug to give.
0: The, I'm surprised they didn't hit the wide shot. You know what I'm saying? Have it zoom out see the whole crowd react to that. No, but we got we got one of Jey Uso later on in the night that was pretty wild. We'll, we'll touch on that. Um, but yeah, ultimately we get the face team winning off of Bailey taking the shot for was it Kyrie or was it Oscar? It was Kyrie. It was yeah. Kyrie. So she took the shot. She took the spear for her. So you know, is this is this going to accelerate Bailey getting ousted or delay it? because I feel like it could do either one of those because Bailey took the L. El- Bailey was also the one breaking up most of the pin attempts by the face team and then Bailey takes the pin, but she did it because she took a shot for Kyrie and nobody else came to break up the pin. So I feel like it's going to do one or the other. Uh, I'm I mean that's vague as fuck, but um what do you think? I think it's going to do both simultaneously.
1: I think they're going to be mad that she lost and she's going to be like, but I I saved the day and they're going to be like, I guess you kind of did save the day, but you are the reason we lost. So we're going to give you one more chance. They're not going to tell her that, but they're going to look at each other and they're going to say something in Japanese and then she's going to smile and then they're all going to hug and then she's going to mess up again and catch that backhand.
0: Yeah, that uh, we'll see. Dude, my my brain is just like running a million CM Punk miles an hour right now. It's almost distracting.
1: (laughs) As as the chants were throughout the night, it seems like the crowd was on the same wavelength.
0: (laughs) Oh man, oh man. Um. So after that, uh, we had was it was it the Santos match or was it the the Gunther match? It was Gunther after that. Gunther match. Uh so Gunther wins. Pretty pretty obviously, even with the, the low blow. Um I don't know. The, the commentary this whole time was like, Oh, you know, he didn't he wasn't gonna expect this much a fight out of Miz, and he'll never make this mistake again. And I was like, honestly though, the match still felt really easy for Gunther.
1: Yeah, like, like Gunther, he kinda Miz came out hot. So Gunther was kind of caught off guard. Miz tried a different strategy of attacking the leg and was kind of playing underhanded and was kind of gain, gaining some advantages on Gunther. But Gunther was able to beat Gunther and just beat the hell out of this man, chop him down and win. Um, Or I guess he made him tap out by straight breaking his back Bane style by putting his knee into the back. Um, I, love awesome. I love it, that. I love that dude like he sat on it and then he dragged him and then he dropped the knee like just to uh, just to emphasize it it was so good um but it's kind of kind of what you could expect from this i did like Miz doing a whole bunch of Bret Hart spots you know he did the figure four on the post he did the oh he's got me in a sleeper and i'm gonna roll over and pin him while in the in the choke um, commentary making the shout outs on that. He tried to do the yes kicks, Daniel O'Brien style, but I don't know if it was him or if it was the crowd, but they kind of petered out and didn't really get into it as much as they should have for being the yes kicks.
0: So, yeah, but it's Miz. Yeah, he, he
1: always does them very poorly. So,
0: yeah, I, like I said, I I could have seen this going either way because I thought maybe potentially it was like the last hurrah for the Miz. Um but I guess it's not and then the Miz is just done. <laughs> Cuz I mean after that like we we can't we where does there's there's nowhere to go after this.
1: And the way they portrayed this match, we can still see the Miz has some heart. Right. It's not like he got beat down. It's not like he got outclassed. It's he, he competed, right? He was a legitimate competitor and he actually had a chance as much as he never should have had a chance. Right. um, But I, I think we're going to see him just kind of fall into obscurity a little bit. This was his last little moment to shine. I did like how they mentioned that he he's an eight time champion and his combined reigns of all eight championships were five hundred and eighty-two days, and Gunther with his one reign is at five thirty-three. So that also kind of just puts things into perspective a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I guess we're we're gonna keep going with this Gunther reign. Um I at this point have no idea who's going to dethrone him. Uh maybe Randy Orton. I don't know. He's already had a shit ton of IC reigns. Um I mean, that would be a pretty banger match. Uh, I I don't know. Uh, after this, we ended up in the Santos Escobar-Dragon uh, Lee match, which I feel like they should have gave a little bit more time. This was the only one that I was like, it was a little too short. It was really good, and it was really, you know, for for however long it was, I'm pretty sure it was less than 10 minutes. It was a banger for less than 10 minutes. Um I just wanted a little bit longer, you know? Yeah, um, I got a little bit of a gripe with the next
1: two matches. And, you know, I felt, yes, this was nice, but this kind of felt like a TV match, not a pay-per-view match, right? Um, We did have that beautiful over-the-top rope Hurricanrana to the outside that Dragon Lee does. That moves wild. We did get the long staring into each other's eyes, deeping, deeping, uh, deep and longingly as they, you know, hit that Frankensteiner off the top, which is interesting. Um, but you know, we ended up getting Dantos winning with the Canadian destroyer and the phantom driver, no help from anybody else. He just beats the man clean. So he asserts his dominance as, you know, the top Mexican star on SmackDown.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I I really like Santos as a heel much more than a face, and I liked um. What what were they calling it? The South of the Border Destroyer yep. into the Phantom Driver. Like I really liked that combo, um. And it's that that South of the Border Destroyer. Like you see that move a lot in like New Japan and whatnot. You don't see it in. WWE very often so I feel like if we get this like kind of more aggressive match style from him and people that he's wrestling I I think that we're in line for some really good content out of this.
1: And, and he can spit fire. Like, I need you to come out here and put these men down and just start like talking dirt on their name. Do talk about how they're, you know, get an infection and it's going to get amputated. Like I've never heard that you keep talking that crazy shit while hitting these people. Like he's catching up. He's moving up in the ranks.
0: Dude, for sure, for sure. And like, I I just, I was not into him in the LWO. I just wasn't into the LWO in general. You know, Uh, maybe, maybe Ray is not the greatest faction leader or something. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what it was, but I just wasn't feeling it. But now, now, now that we have like the pseudo phantom back, I'm pretty into it.
1: (laughs) The phantom, man, it, it should be, it should be great. And then that kind of takes us right into our next match, which was the women's championship match. I don't even know, is one of them the women's world championship? One of them is just the women's championship? I, I don't even know what the difference is, right? They should call it the women's heavyweight because it, it shares the the style. But man, Rhea Ripley's outfit, like she came out looking Ooh. crazy, scream queen, like with the hair and Half like the lipstick on one side and these assless chaps that she had on, brazy. And then Zoe Stark with she she just stole the the Cody face paint from the from like the whatever the picture for the pay per view.
0: Yeah. And I was like, is she part of Los Lotharios or something? Like, what's what's going on here?
1: (laughs) And again, I felt this was like. A TV match. Like, yeah, they did a little bit more than they would in just a normal match, right? But I felt like this was just a TV match. And, you know, mommy hits her rib-tied, one, two, three, stacks her up for the great pinfall, and, you know, retains her belt. I felt there was a little bit of a fight that Zoe had. She hit her cool moves that she hits, that little outside-in, off-the-ropes spinning centon deal she tried to hit the z360 but couldn't get it set up hit like a ddt on the apron but just wasn't enough
0: well i i feel like this match would have been a lot better if i i i don't know if i want to call them botch spots but there were two spots that i think did not go right there was the spot up on the turnbuckle where ripley had stark by the throat And like, I don't know what was supposed to happen there, but whatever was supposed to happen, I'm pretty sure didn't happen. And then there was like the double pump handle spot where, you know, she like flipped Zoe through and then had her up and then like muscled her up. Both of those spots, I think like if they probably went how they were supposed to went, it, it would have been a lot more impactful, but they were kind of momentum killers in the match for me.
1: I completely agree. And I'm going to add a third spot in there. Zoe's a start. If we remember, I believe on the last or the, the two weeks ago episode of Smackdown, she went to go jump up on the rope to kind of scare Rhea Ripley on the outside and she lost her balance, almost fell, regained her balance, lost her balance again before she was able to safely get off the ropes. That's still in her head because she went to jump on the top rope to hit a splash to the outside and she literally didn't jump at all off the rope she just she just fell down there was zero height and it looked super weak to the
0: outside yeah 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 yeah. um uh so i don't know if those were on zoe i don't know if they were on ria i'm gonna say that they were on zoe just because ria is mommy and gets the benefit of the doubt because she's always on top um but yeah i I i hope she reprises this ring gear um I would appreciate that. Thanks.
1: I think I think most people are taking notes on that as well. Um but yeah, I think I think those spots are her fault. I feel like that top rope deal with the choke, she was supposed to flip out of it and land on her feet because whatever happened, it didn't look like she was affected by it and she began to take the advantage at that point. So whatever happened, I don't think she
0: was supposed to look like she got hurt even though it kind of did yeah yeah i'm just gonna i'm gonna assume that it was her um and then we had our main event that turned out not to be the main event the the men's war games match um They had been building up, obviously, the whole night that, oh, we don't know where Andy is. Where's Randy? Where's Randy? I don't know. I don't know. He's not here. Is he going to show up? I hope he shows up. He better show up. So we end up with, you know, all five men from the Judgment Day in the cage. And then we end up with just four of the face team coming out and... My my first thought was why the fuck is Seth Rollins going in first? Like he's the dude that's most physically compromised, so you're going to send him in first that has like the worst part of the disadvantage? Like that doesn't make sense and then I thought because they were doing that, I was like, "Oh, well, Priest is going to cash in because Seth's going to get beat down the most." And I just I don't know. I I thought maybe Cody was going to go in first. I I thought anybody but Seth, really, to be honest.
1: Yeah, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly with Seth should not have gone in first because of his injury. But Seth, as a character, I mean, look at his woman. His woman went in first. He definitely can't let his woman go in first and him not going first. And just the way he holds himself, he portrays himself. He is that guy, right? He's what What did they... Um, they said something on commentary oh he, oh no they said it about finn balor they they called finn balor a stamina machine um, <laughs> but that's essentially seth rollins right and then we got seth and finn running it back again these dudes are destined to fight forever i put in my notes because it always seems it's death and finn and they got this long rivalry and i'd be so mad if i was finn that I gotta fight this guy. I I'd have to hold myself back from smacking the shit out of this guy from costing me my universal title reign and what could have been like skyrocketing me to being one of, if not the top guy for a while instead of being a joke character for a while, all because some other guy threw you into the barricade and, you know, tore your labor room or whatever the hell happened.
0: I don't know that I've ever looked at Finn like a joke. I mean, realistically, Finn, especially if you look at his entire body of work from New Japan and everything, like he's really one of the most decorated, like active wrestlers. And uh, it blows my mind that he's over 40. He's like 41 or 42 or something like that. And that just fucking blows my mind, dude yeah he he very much so
1: keeps up with himself and you know i i'm sure you could google his diet and his workout because most people should be on that shit the way that guy's looking
0: yeah he looks like he's younger than jd mcnonuts as he gets crotched eventually in the match so that's my new name for him is jd mcnonuts um he looks younger than him but uh this was a fun match. Really, it was all about this this was a much more story driven match, I felt like, because it was basically all about Randy and like his return and holy shit, dude. He might be the most jacked I've ever seen him. He he may have been more leaner at times, but like this might seriously be the biggest he's ever been.
1: Dude, he's back in there. I'm like did he get taller like why is he look so much bigger than these people then when he's up there with Drew McIntyre and Drew's usually like if not like the biggest most jacked guy like on the roster and they're just like looking at each other and I'm like we got an even matchup for like the first time ever like why the hell
0: was he so big oh my god I mean, those were the reports that we were hearing is that, like, he's nearing a return, but he looks incredible. And sure enough, he fucking looks incredible. Like, his his thighs, his quads are... I, I swear to God, like, you could have J.D. McNonuts stand with his two legs together, and they're probably not as big <laughs> as one of Orton's quads right now. It is insane. The dude is absolutely jacked out of his mind um it it is unreal and if he's healthy now he just went through you know what like double spine fusion so he probably had two two lumbar or was it lumbar or cervical i can't remember i it was some some neck back shit i want to say lumbar
1: i don't know didn't they tell him like don't wrestle you're gonna die and he's like nah, i'll come back in war games no big
0: deal yeah yeah exactly and so if he's healthy enough to show out which it looked like he was you know he was hitting all of his signature moves I mean he RKO'd uh, uh, Dirty Dom was the first one and then he caught McNownuts coming off of the top of the cage with an RKO which was a banger spot Um, he looks good he he looks like good to go and uh, if that's the case the entire men's division needs to watch out. Yeah, like I mean, shit. Jay needs to watch out.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because he came back. He was looking at Jay. But I'm gonna take a minute. I'm gonna say his name properly, J.D. McDonough. I'm I'm gonna give a big shout out for his efforts in this match and the way he took this final RKO. He knew. He knew coming into tonight what his job was. He knew what he was here for, right? And and he took it like a champ, even though his his braids was all lopsided and fucked up. All right, they need to fix that shit. I don't know who did his hair. I'm sorry, but y'all fucked up. I'm gonna just say, it. um, but man, like he felt like a motherfucking sack of potatoes. No rotation he just fell and Randy didn't even have to be there it could have been a John Cena hitting the RKO and and you can't see him and he still would have landed in the exact same perfect position that man died like it looked like he died and shout out for the last time I'll say it JD McDonough for this moment you are no longer McDonuts but it has returned
0: yeah and uh, you are now McNoNuts. um (laughs) I thought it was uh, very, very, well, first off, on what you're saying, um, I think JD McDonough, I'll use it once, um, is the closest thing the WWE has to Darby Allin right now, of just like, he takes bumps that you're like, I'm pretty sure that just took a couple months off your life expectancy, oh, that one took another six months off, ooh, now you're down a whole year, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. He did hit a moonsault at one point. I, they had like a three-corner spot when there was like a coup de gras, a frog splash, and a moonsault from Finn, Dom, and JD, respectively. And it was a really nice moonsault, nice rotation, not too fast where the feet are coming over. You know, I, I love I love a good rotation. Um, Like when Charlotte hit it, I felt her feet came over a little bit too fast, but at the same time, she's on the top. Up higher, so she's got more more time to spin and wants to make it safer. But I love that that slow rotation, so that we kind of get the full moon salt. You know where they get the name tick.
0: Yeah, and and I do I do want to backtrack to the women's match real quick because there are three spots I want to give shout outs to. That I did I didn't take notes in this because I just I wanted to watch it and and enjoy it for what it was. Um, the moon salt from Charlotte, yes, uh, there was. I, I was legitimately worried that there was going to be serious. like, as she's through the air, I'm like, this isn't going to go well because usually when somebody's up that high, they're doing it into a crowd of more than four women that are substantially smaller than you. you know? Mm-hmm. so i was I was worried in that moment. And I was just it it could have went better. But at the same time, I was just very grateful that nobody got hurt because that just seemed like a recipe for disaster. Um the e o trash can spot oh man i i mean she's done that before but that's just insane and the way she does it is insane and then when they tied up becky and bianca in the chains and then hit like a quadruple drop kick that looked pretty fucking nasty
1: I, I thought we were watching Taken 5 and they were taking some more hostages. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I, the chain was a bit convoluted at first. I love the whole, let me throw the chain down and Dakota Kai is going to tie a trash can on there. That brought me back to my my construction days when you're up on top of the <laughs> tower and I need somebody to get me some bolts, right? Oh my God. But the trash can spot with Io. The way she just... Bloop! Like there, there should have been a tiny little sound effect when she jumped because it's like I, it just needed something, right? It, it was goofy but wild at the same time because the way she jumped, you can't see her arms. She like obviously they know what's going on, but she can't see shit, and she just bloop and just hopped off right into the crowd or into the pile. And to maintain your balance in the in the middle of that like upper cage area because there's not that chain to hold on to like seth and sammy were holding on to at the end that's not there in the middle she's just up there like if you lose your balance and you fall backwards towards the announce table like that's some Mick foley undertaker
0: shit you just die so like that's just fucking crazy to me and that's why she's the uh the the sky goddess or whatever we call the genius of the sky there we go um yeah, that was And then it was also funny because she's also like 5'2, so when she puts the trash can on like it basically goes down to like below her knees, so you just see like two little feet sticking out. It was kind of kind of funny. Um, but back to the men's one, um I felt like the biggest travesty of the entire night was the fact that Randy Orton's return got overshadowed by CM Punk.
1: Yeah, like all like go- So the match ends, and I'm like, are we getting Randy CM Punk? Like These guys are just in the ring having fun while CM Punk's on the ramp having fun, and they should have done something in the storyline to make it not so obvious that it's Randy, because Cody literally said, the crowd's right, you know, voices in my head. Like, he should have made more hints, because Cody does have history with CM Punk, I would assume from AEW, right? But... Who was the person that Seth was trying to call? Because as far as I know, Seth has his history with CM Punk from his Ring of Honor, Tyler Black days. So I, I wish there was some more hints at that. So that way when they're like, oh, it didn't pan out, but then actually it did. So may, you know, maybe CM Punk was supposed to be the guy they called and we could get some type of CM Punk Randy Orton. Because I was, I was actually supposed to be the last man. It doesn't make sense, but it could be something to lead to something fun. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and I think with... See, I'm mixed because I... Yes, I'm super, super excited for Randy to be back. And, like, mixed but open to CM Punk's return. I think that it could have been really cool to have done the plot of like, where's Randy, where's Randy, where's Randy? And then it is CM Punk. That would have been fucking wild. But then much more people would have needed to be informed. um, You know, I, I already saw on Twitter, uh, I'll give Fightful full credit on this, that they, they, I don't remember what the tweet was verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, no one fucking knew. Like, so few people knew. And then, Like, the last couple minutes of the show, Triple H took over calling the show. And no one, PR staff, nobody fucking knew. And he, like, wasn't there all night. He showed up minutes before he walked out. And it was, dude, it seriously is probably the best kept secret in wrestling that I can fucking remember.
1: Oh no, dude. And, and speaking, speaking of Twitter, we just, I just, I sent, I sent it to you, man. I just see a clip of after the show, Seth Rollins is upset. He's being talked to. It looks like he was yelling at somebody up the ramp. And the only person up the ramp at that point was CM Punk. So uh, is this a shoot? Is this a work? Do we got some CM Punk Seth Rollins beef? You know, what, what could be, what could be brewing in the midst there?
0: it could be it could be that would be pretty insane um i i paused it right as it went off air because i was like this is one post-show presser that i absolutely cannot miss so i'm very interested to see uh the post-show presser because i feel like everybody that's there is going to be asked about cm punk and i feel like if people are because it's going to be raw right like everything that we've seen was saying that top talent has been told that CM Punk will not be there. And I I don't know. Like, I feel like if somebody has a problem with CM Punk and then this is how they found out, they would not be, they would be very candid in their post-show presser and be like, yeah, I'm not really thrilled about it. You know what I mean? Like, if there is somebody with that feeling, I feel like they wouldn't hesitate to voice that because of how raw it would be. It didn't have they didn't have time to like think about it rationally or anything or like try to, you know, treat it like business. Like it's gonna be emotional right now.
1: For sure. And I think we have to take every reaction with a grain of salt. Because we don't know if they were able to hide this from us from so long. Normally, they have things planned out for at least a couple of weeks, months in advance, right? So they obviously know where this is going. They know who he's fighting with and who he's fighting with after that. So to see, but do they?
0: Because that's the thing: is it looked like nobody fucking knew that he was even coming back?
1: And they could be. They could be working us again cuz we could see, you know, beef between him and Seth and we think, oh, it's it's classic CM Punk drama, more backstage drama, everything that we've just been seeing, or is that just another thing to fuel this feud so that there's more eyes on it so that way it's it's bigger, you know, it's a bigger raw main event or whatever that it turns out to be cuz we got 2 months, you know, are they really going to wait 2 months before this man to wrestle?
0: Uh you got to think that whatever whatever brand, I I mean, theoretically he's a free agent unless there's something that we don't know. So I'm assuming that we are going to see CM Punk on Monday Night Raw. Yeah,
1: I think we're going to see all of Team Cody. We're going to see Randy Orton. We're going to see CM Punk. And man, we know that for some reason, Roman Reigns isn't allowed on Monday Night Raw. And we know that that's, you know, they got their deal with Fox, and he's really not gonna show up on Monday Night Raw because of that. But this this would be have CM Punk come back, have him come out, have him before he talks, he's in the ring, the crowd's going crazy. Oh man, my mic cut out because my voice went too high pitched, but we just get the the uh, Roman Reigns music in the background. You know what I'm saying? Cuz that's inevitably that's where we have to go right? It's got to be Roman Punk or fucking Roman Randy, like it's got to be.
0: It's uh, I still think it's Roman Cody and then maybe maybe it's maybe it is Seth Punk. Maybe Seth does hold the World Heavyweight Championship until May- Mania and then he's the one that dethrones Seth, I don't know, dude. Like, there, every theory that I've ever had, I feel like, in the past few months is just suddenly called into question at this point because the presence of one fucking individual. And, again, not a huge fan of the dude, but the fact that this is the reaction it revokes, you got to admit that maybe WWE made the right call.
1: Yeah, he's a very polarizing figure, man. What a business move as well. You got two months, you know that you're not having a PLE. You're heading into the end of the year. You want to boost those Q4 numbers. What's gonna do that besides CM Punk? Like you're gonna finish the year strong. You're gonna get into the Royal Rumble. It's gonna be going brazy. You're gonna get WrestleMania tickets going on sale. Like, do, like buy some stock, everybody. If you don't got no WWE stock, this this might be a good time because it's only gonna go up. TKO stock.
0: Whatever it's called, it's only <laughs> going to go up from here. So, I, AEW had to have known because for the first time since he's gone, somebody on AEW said his name out loud on the show tonight.
1: The Malachi Black? I thought I saw something like that.
0: Yes, Malachi Black. I don't recall the context, but he said CM Punk out loud on the show. So, AEW had to have known. Because they, I don't think that's coincidental.
1: Yeah, and in AEW, like like the Young Bucks had their YouTube series being the elite, which is canceled indefinitely. We don't know if they're ever gonna. They're canceled in indefinitely
0: that. or something. You know, like you, their question, their future's in question apparently.
1: And um, like, what what if the Young Bucks jump ship? What if the Young Bucks move over to
0: WWE and then we get that in the mix like dude didn't didn't Jay say on Instagram or something like hey if you guys want the dream match y'all going to have to come over to WWE
1: Yeah they they always talking like that to New Day as well they've had long time beef with quote unquote the Elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks So just just so much where this could go man and I think it's going to we're going to see Randy on SmackDown He's probably going to lose to Roman, helping build the Cody feud because they're friends. We might get some tag matches where Randy beats Solo or tag team match with Cody and Randy versus Jimmy or something. I don't know, right? And I think that Punk is going to stay on Raw because he's going to be going after Seth for that championship. I do not want to see CM Punk win the Royal Rumble. He can win the Elimination Chamber to set up the Seth match if that's what you feel is necessary, but I swear to God, he better not win the Royal Rumble. That is prestigious, and that needs to go to somebody worthwhile like Gunther.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that's the most obvious one. Um, Cody can't win it again. I would expect Brock to return in the Rumble, but I don't think he's going to win it. But uh, I, anything's possible with fucking Brock Lesnar. Um dude, I don't, at this point like I said the presence of one man returning to this company has thrown everything into question. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out.
1: Has Brock ever won the Intercontinental Championship? I'm sure he has, right? Uh, he's got to be a Grand Slam holder, no? I I I have no idea but can can Brock come back to fight Gunther, please?
0: All right, I'm Googling it right now. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Grand Slam. Uh, Brock Lesnar is not a Grand Slam champion. Let me see if I can find what he's missing.
1: He, I, I'm showing that he challenged Rob Van Dam in 2002 for the IC Championship, and he lost to RVD. By he's never
0: had Intercontinental or U.S. title. Which
1: would make sense, because he's Brock Lesnar. Who the hell did he have a tag team championship with?
0: I don't know. (laughs) What? That's wild. God, fucking CM Punk is back in WWE. Well, take us home, my dog, so we can go watch his post-show presser and figure out what the fuck's going on.
1: Yeah, so, well, I'm sure the people in Chicago, Illinois are feeling a hell of a lot less miserable um, with CM Punk returning. And I know our wonderful voices have uh, helped all of you with that as well. So, jam-packed returns, PLE, what a wild night. I hope everybody enjoyed it, and I hope y'all stay safe, man. Y'all have a good night. Deuces, deuces. Peace.